And here we go. Seminars, February 4th through the 6th with a few spots left. Then after that, April 1st through the 3rd. Then June 3rd through the 5th. For camps coming up, we still have a couple spots left for tomorrow's camp on January 22nd in Wichita Falls. That's a self-sufficient lifter camp. Then our first ever lift shoot fight camp. That's a two-day camp starting April 30th to May 1st, also in Wichita Falls, covering lifting, shooting, and some combatives. Then a squat camp January 29th in Oklahoma City at Starting Strength Oklahoma City. And at the time of this recording, we have two January 22nd camps with one spot left each, one in Brussels, Belgium, and one in Orlando. Bunch of new Starting Strength gyms opened this past week, Katy, Texas, Beaverton, Oregon, and Memphis, Tennessee. Starting Strength Orlando had their grand opening event last night as well. And Starting Strength Chicago is still running their pre-sale event. So for more information on how to take advantage of their Grand opening promotions, head over to locations.startingstrengthgyms.com. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It it may be Friday where you are, maybe Thursday at twelve oh one AM. Well that'd be Friday, twelve oh one AM. Which is Thursday night to most people still. Unless you're one of these people who goes to bed at ten. Do you go to bed at ten? No. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. I'd like to go to bed at 10. Well, you got to stay up, watch the Tonight Show. That doesn't get yeah, over you with. you got to watch Johnny Carson. Watch Johnny Carson, doesn't get through till midnight. Right. So you can't go to bed before then. Yep. So. so, uh. So it's got to uh, be 11. Could, could be, you know. <clears throat> fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any idea. Could be Wednesday if you're in Australia. Could be. International date. Saturday line if you're at, in yeah. Hong Kong. I don't know how it works. Twelve fifty nine. Does Australia still have weekends? I don't Every know. day's a weekend in Australia because you're at home. Well, I thought the home. government took it away. Well, no, they just make them stay home all the time. Yeah, so it's always the weekend. Every day's a weekend. Every day. Oh, okay. Nobody works. Mm. Everybody eats. Yeah, they do. Somehow. That's weird. Somehow that can't last forever, but <laughs> <laughs> while it does, let's enjoy ourselves, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Perpetual weekend in Australia, except you don't get to go to the beach. No, because no. you're locked in your house. Right. Have they started welding the doors shut down there like the Chinese did? God. Soon. Do they have death squads like in, the man. Chinese? They what? Do they have death squads like the Chinese? Chinese had death squads. Yeah, when this first broke out, there were people walking around with like. Submachine guns and just, biohazard just, gear, just just killing, people. going killing into them. houses, yeah, murdering them. Yeah, yeah. Coming soon to a city near you. <laughs> you know, I watched the new James Bond movie again last night. Started yep. it anyway. It starts out, you know, that guy in the mask walks up to the house, and this is uh, uh, what's her name, Leah Sado's character. What's her name? In the uh, movie? In the movie? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't remember. The 
pretty blonde girl. Yeah, I don't remember. Kind of pretty blonde girl. Uh, God, I can't remember the character's name, but she's a little girl. But guy walks up to the cabin. Mom's a useless whore, laying around on her ass. Guy walks in, and uh, she's laying on the couch. Apparently, the guy's pissed because her father, who is explained in the in the films, is uh, has killed his family, and he's going to do the same favor for them. So he. <laughs> He puts about 15 rounds in this broad laying on the couch. you got a fully automatic nine. Just executes, motherfucker. And, uh, and he's looking around upstairs, and the little girl's got her dad's pistol. And uh, she gets up from behind the bed and puts nine rounds in this guy and shoots him back down the stairs. Yep. <clears throat> Madeline. That's Madeline, right. that's yep. right. And uh, Madeline drags the guy out into the yard, and somehow he gets up. Yeah. <laughs> this is, as it turns out, a dream, yeah. you know. But I think she actually did kill him. You know, because in the previous movie, right, in uh, Spectre. Uh-huh. She had said, was that the name of the yeah Spectre was the yeah the fourth movie. She had said that, that she didn't. She said I said I didn't like guns. I didn't. I didn't say I didn't know how to use. Have it. you not seen the whole movie yet? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, you okay? I've just, seen the whole movie. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's better than uh, Quantum of Solace. Oh, sure. everything was better than sure. Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that's the worst. So, of them. but that that scene that, couldn't have been a dream then, right? Well, you're saying the part about her shooting him. No, that, I'm saying that the the part. Of him getting up was the dream. Of him getting up. Okay. And following her out onto the frozen lake. Right, right, yeah. And her falling through the water. Yep. And looking up through the ice. Right. And then she surfaces while she's swimming. Sure, right. That that was, you know, dream sequence. Or Got it. I don't okay. know what the fuck was going on there, but it's, <clears throat> you know, things get pretty squirrely after that. So. Yeah, yeah. That, it's a pretty good movie. You know, that's going to be the last one because, right. you know, for obvious reasons. Yep. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Turn off your volume right now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but Because they kill James Bond at the end of the movie. They kill James Bond. All right. End of spoiler alert. End of spoiler alert. <laughs> but it's a good movie. Yeah. I thought it was a hell of a good movie. You know, but God, Quantum of Solace was who directed that fucking thing? Paul Greengrass, I think. Is he the same Born guy, right? The, the, the guy who did the, all the, the shaky cam who did guy. The last couple Born movies yeah. with all the documentary style shaky, shaky cam shit. God, shaky awful. cam movies need to all be taken off the market. Yeah, I mean, awful, it was, awful. It was popular for a few years, but yeah. it's so damn irritating and annoying. I don't even know what they thought they were doing with those. The Quantum of Solace, you know, you watch it the first time. I didn't think it was that good the first time, but I like to watch these things again. And I, you just have to fast forward through the chases. Lots of cool ideas in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The director is Mark Fost Foster. I'm wrong about the director. Mark Foster. What else Let's confusing what else he has he done? 
Or do you think that's a function of the cinematography director instead of the director? Director. Well, the director's director is in charge of everything. Director is supposed to be in charge of everything. Yeah. I'm sure they don't outsource the whole deal. No. Um, where is his? There we go. Filmography. Director. It wasn't the Star Trek movies, was it? No, that's J.J. Because they were horrible, too. Yeah, that's Abrams. Abrams, everything he does is awful. Cloverfield was cool. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah. World War Z. This guy directed World War Z. And that was awful. I never saw that. I read the book, which was... The book was fantastic. The book was good. But they took a different direction with World War Z, the movie. (laughs) Well, yeah. They just turned into a generic action film. Generic zombie movie. when That's not what it was at all. They could have made a decent movie. They could have made it where... (laughs) But they chose not to. They had multiple stories, interviews. No, no. No, Brad Pitt running around. Can't do that. Brad Pitt running around. Apparently, he's compelling enough. (laughs) Man, a real adaptation of that book would be cool. It would be very cool. Yeah. I was excited for it. Yeah, movie. it would be. It sure would be. I was excited for it. You know, and I and I watched, uh, uh, and I hadn't seen this before, Spy Game. Yeah, you ever seen movie. that? That's excellent. That's a damn good movie. I hadn't even seen the damn thing before, but Redford, still kind of young looking. It was 2002 when this thing was shot. And uh, Pitt, always excellent. Pitt just is an excellent fucking actor. You can say what you want to about his wife, but I mean, yep. he's he really well, he's one of these guys. I think he left has, her because she's that has, <laughs> well. Good. He's smart. <laughs> well, he he got sick of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I guess he. I think that Pitt and a couple others like Reeves are just regular fucking guys that understand that to preserve. Their ability to play a character in a movie, they have to shut the fuck up when they're not in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. You know, he opened and his mouth. As a result, they don't run their mouth. And I mean, he opened his mouth once about socialism and how it's awful and we don't need it over here. Right. Which is obvious. But like that idiot Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, he's an idiot. What, why would you go to a movie with him in it at this point? How would you divorce yourself from his silly bullshit? And Matt Damon is headed in that direction mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> oh, and Dune gets here today. Oh, Ooh. does it? My copy. I Excellent. ordered it. I ordered it. I pre-ordered it. So I'll get my I did. Uh, so, uh, I got a message from Amazon. They're delivered. Supposedly in, um, so, uh, I forgot, who, um, who's the guy that played Idaho Duncan? Um, Aquaman. What's his um, name? Momoa. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, or yeah. however you say um, He apparently said that he saw a, an extended version of it that was four hours long. Of the of Dune? Of Dune. And it They'll probably of, release that here I hope. Sometime later this I year. I hope, because he described a couple scenes, and they sounded really fucking cool. Well, uh, that that would that would be good, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So you I'm haven't seen Dune yet, seeing though, right? It. No. Oh, that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. You'll like that. Yeah. Yeah. I read the book about 40 years ago. Just barely remember it. Yep. And... Uh, the book can be tough to get through. Yeah, it it, it Frank Herbert is not a. I thought the book was. He's great. not I, I, approachable. You know. I, I enjoyed mean? it. I, I read it's it. Too it too much I finished stuff about to a keep track ago. of. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay attention. But it's. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's a. It was obviously an important piece of science fiction literature. The movie's but, cool. uh, you know, I don't know if he's up there with Asimov and Heinlein nah, and Clark. Probably not. But. Uh, you know, it was it was it was it was. I enjoyed the book when I read it, but it was work. 
Yep. It was work. And then, you know, Son of Dune and Dune's but granddaughter it's like we talked and all this other shit. I didn't read it's any not of really, it. Sci- it's not science fiction like Asimov and uh, Heinlein. This is right. whatever. Sp- sp- space fantasy, would you guys call yep. it? Space but, opera. Opera. Yeah. Space <clears throat> opera. Because that story. It's a, a normal story set on another planet. Because that story could have been told anywhere on Earth. Right. In another, you know, in an. In the past, whatever. Except for the sandworms and shit. You, well, know. you could have sandworms on Earth, right? Just not that fucking big. Yeah. Yep. If you could have a sandworm that big anywhere on Earth, what would you have them eat? People. Washington, D.C. <laughs> Just swallow oh, the whole oh, goddamn yeah. bunch of them. The sandworms are cool. Wait till you see a worm. It's really neat. Oh, in the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah. I don't know that they big giant ass creature. Yeah, <clears throat> as long as you don't ask inconvenient questions like, "Well, how did this goddamn thing evolve?" Oh, who cares? You know, that's who irrelevant. Cares? It's like asking why how Godzilla ma- evolved. Why is there magic dust on the floor of this whole planet? You can't ask questions like that. No, it's stupid to ask questions like Just that. Just enjoy can you, it. Can you or can you not be entertained? That's Look a critical question. Face. No, no, the, 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 the answer they answer the question about the magic <laughs> dust in the movie or in the uh, book. <laughs> Answer your questions. Well, okay. All right. Obviously you realize, that, of course, that, that interesting people <laughs> watching the podcast here are just wondering why we're just having a conversation that doesn't. We're, we're getting out of our lane again. Is that what it is? <laughs> out of our lane. We're out of our lane. I'm enjoying this conversation. Like we've got a lane. Well, let's talk about our lane, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> With. Comments, comments from, from the heaters. Well, there's some less than impressive vitriol here this week. <laughs> yeah. This dude needs to retire. <laughs> it's a trap bar. Yep. Yeah, the trap bar video. Trap bar video again. I noticed today there was some. This dude needs to return. <laughs> There's some new interest in the chase video again. Did you get any from there? Yeah, I got a chase video. Yeah. 405. You ready for that one? Let me see. You ready? Let's do it. It's going to knock your fucking socks off, man. <laughs> knock your socks off. You ready? This is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he actually said. This is so stupid. Do you see his, there's, not, uh, there's not even a period on the Do you see Chase's, um, because he's so fucking weak that he can't press 405 over his head properly, um, deadlift 700 beltless? Oh, yeah. Did you Chase see that? did? Yeah. Do you see that? It was impressive. No, I didn't see that, but that's, uh, you know, he's not through. No. no, not by a long shot. He's not through. He's what, 23? He's 23. He'll have a injury here eventually Pretty soon it'll set him back he's and never he'll been come back seriously injured not yet no serious tweaks right i don't there. think he's going to deal with it well yeah. when it happens <clears throat> it will happen it's unavoidable yep. lifting that kind of weight you know i hope he's not listening because this is a nocebo mm-hmm. yeah that would be yeah, a, it's a yeah. nocebo tell him to not listen to this yeah I hope so. well he's also kind of dumb so i don't think that would affect him could be that is, kind of, he's pig. He's intelligent. Headed. He's intelligent. He's, he's intelligent. Just, he's pig headed. Yeah. He may see it as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hurt myself. I'll show them. <laughs> I'll hurt myself and not care. <laughs> okay, here's Brian M is saying, 
charging money for podcast was the rip's worst idea. Come on. <laughs> Three exclamation marks. You do want to grow and spread the word. That's a new one. The exclamation marks is a new one. That's good. All right. Oh, God. All right. Here's this. This one is good. Aaron Mayores. Yes, this is a good one. Aaron Mayores says, listen to this podcast today. All right. This is the uh, TRT. Uh, this was the call-in Q&A. This is the call-in Q&A, and uh, we made a little clip out of this, I guess. Started setting that work previews. TRT for women resting heart rates and some other shit. All right. And then... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Aaron says, Rip told a 46-year-old woman to just ignore the chin hair and enlarge clitoris caused by TRT because at least her snatch will be wet. <laughs> Look, now, I'm not trying to be vulgar. I mean, I was reading what, the, yeah. what this moron has got to say. She was 56. She wasn't 46. Remember we had this conversation with her? Mm -hmm. I thought she said she was 66. And then she... We did too. Yeah, y'all did too. And then she shrieked and said, I'm not 66, I'm 56. The women are all, you know... Really serious about that. Protective kind of, of yeah. their age number. And uh, So, dumb fuck here. Uh, as a reminder, Rip only squats 145, and there are no videos of Nick squatting, deadlifting, benching, or pressing. He's not wrong. I hope everyone knows this is just entertainment and not to be taken as serious advice. Well, he's got us. There we go. There you have it, man. What are you going to say? You know? Yeah. The man's right. Is he not entertained? I'm entertained. Oh, the caller was entertained. And she got some. Yeah, I squatted 155 the other day. Did you? Did one set of five and two sets of three with it. I rack pulled 375 last night for a triple. Yeah, that doesn't sound as good as you only no. squat 145. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> So uh, there's uh, that particular haters thing there. All right. Uh, let me read. I hadn't read this one. This looks interesting. Stopping knee slide in the squat with Andrew Lewis. All right. Here's an expert trainer weighing in. Finbar Buckley. Oh, nice. For people learning to squat, or really in any way trying to improve their squat technique or PB. PB. Personal, Personal best. Yeah. Personal best. We say PR. Yeah. We don't say PB. That PB is peanut butter. Yeah. As in PB and J. Right. Right. Uh, I would simply suggest that you seek advice elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> The quads are the main prime mover for squatting. Ankle mobility and anthropometry will dictate how far your knees translate forward. 
However, knees should be further forward than is shown in this demonstration. Plus, hip drive is a terrible cue for the squat ascent. You should feel the pressure in your quads to avoid stripper squat. Excellent. This is some excellent, excellent fucking advice. This guy clearly knows what he's talking right. about. That was really good. What is stripper squat? It's when you hip drive, apparently. According, what was his <laughs> name? Buckley? Yeah. Finbar fin, Buckley. Finbar. Finbar. That's great. Thanks, Finbar. Thanks for the advice. Man. This guy is... He's... I would simply suggest you seek advice. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, Russell Sears says, no biceps, pot belly. Why am I watching this? Well, Russell, that's a question you'll just have to <laughs> ask yourself. Right? <laughs> okay. Stopping knee sliding the squat with Andrew Lewis. <clears throat> Two guys with dad bod telling you how to squat. It's a solid, solid, solid observation. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty good. Let's see. All right. Abraham Kissed Okazaki says, okay, so if not sleep apnea, then what makes Rip so grumpy all the time? Shit like this. <laughs> Shit like this, I guess. Oh, and, here, oh, and here's the P.A.S. de Resistance. Did I pronounce that correctly? I think so. P.A.S. My de French is resistance. very good, but yeah, sounds P.A.S. Good. de resistance. <laughs> Rip, ripping everyone a new one. <laughs> this, is, this is posted by a person who identifies himself as Ho, H-O, L E E, fuck P H U C, holy fuck. <laughs> oh God, people enjoy these for some fucked up reason I don't understand. <clears throat> so I guess we'll keep reading them. But you know, it's against my better judgment to give a platform to these fucking morons. But I mean, you guys insist. So it's most I've laughed all week. Yeah, there's not much else to laugh about these days, is there? <laughs> Idiocy. All right. And that concludes this week's episode of Come Elements from the Haters. Well done. What do you think? It's pretty good. Well, all right. Got a few questions. Excellent questions today. Q&A. It's Q&A day. But you guys knew that because you saw the paper on the table, I think. So these are uh, questions that have been posted on the uh, network forum. Go ahead, Bree. Because you, you don't like being looked at. <laughs> huh? You don't like being looked at? Well, so that's why I'm looking over. I'm trying to be nice. 
and not look at you. You don't like us to look at you? You only want Rip to look at you? I won't look at you. What? Um, who do you want to look at you? Yeah, what What do you want, Bree? What, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> what do right. you want? How do we fix things up the way you want them to be? Eye contact. Oh, there we go. <laughs> now everybody knows where Bree's Now. <laughs> I've got to try to maintain eye contact while I read this question. It's, it's tough. I don't know how I'm going to do it. What I need is a teleprompter. All right, get one me eye. a teleprompter. One eye. We have one, don't we? We have a teleprompter. Yeah, right there. Where did not, we get a teleprompter? It's not set up, but we've, we've had one. one. Yeah. Well, why do we have it if it didn't set we've up? We've used it for videos. When have we used it for videos? For prep course. Really? Yeah. What prep course? <laughs> We got this thing. I don't know anything. We got this thing. <laughs> the hell is going on here? We have this thing, Rip. The people pay us every yeah. month, and they uh, they get help learning starting strength so they can really? be better coaches. Yeah. Whose idea was that shit? They're, hey, you're in one of the videos in the. You're in a few of the videos in the prep. Which program. one? There's one on the two factor model. There's one on exercise selection. What is exercise selection? Um, what does that even mean? I don't know. Yeah. Ask. Uh, Ask Finley Buckley. Finley. Finbar Buckley. Finbar Buckley. Finbar. Finbar pimple nose. Okay. I'm just going to read these. Let's do it. I'm gonna, You're going to read them and not answer them. Just go through I'm them. I'm going to read them and I'm going to answer them if they're interesting. And if they're not interesting, I'm not going to answer them. Uh, all right. Uh, ben asks, Hi, Rip, Nick, Rusty, and Bree. You were last. I didn't order. Yeah. This is a function of the, function of the uh, question having been written by Ben. Yep. All right. Uh, I could periodically make eye contact with Bree. <laughs> All right. I'm interested in hearing the story of how a grumpy old guy from North Texas made the transition from gym owner to entrepreneur. With the start to drink gyms expanding across the globe and the brand now extending into so many different areas, books, equipment, podcasts, YouTube, etc., which aspect took the most work? What does the future look like? Is there an end goal? What makes you think that a gym owner is not an entrepreneur? Yeah. What a bizarre fucking question. I've been self-employed since I was 25 years old. And this is primarily a function of the fact that I'm a terrible employee. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't see it. You, know, <laughs> you, know, you mean he is, is difficult uh, to work with? <laughs> no, I, look, I can fit into a structure when it's necessary. <laughs> you know? You guys don't know this because there's all kind of shit you don't know. But <laughs> for a long time, I was the the left whipper in on a fox hunt. I don't know what that does. What it is? Well, I know you don't. That's why I'm. <laughs> you can explain. About it? to explain. Okay, it. good. I was. Just, I, right. I want to make sure you're so going to explain it. We have fox hunt up at Fort Sill. We had hounds, English, tack, little red coats, the whole deal. A lot of fun. Hell of a lot of fun. We'd go out every Sunday morning and uh, run the hounds for four, four and a half, five hours. Start about eight o'clock, come back in noon, twelve thirty, something like that. Cover twenty, 
miles horseback, hounds, probably covered 75 miles. Those damn things are amazing. Jesus. American foxhounds. Oh, they're just run. There's constant run for four hours. Covered four times, five to six times as much as much uh, territory as we did. But uh, the, the staff and the hunt's job is to keep the hounds under control, keep them off the highway and, you know, not let them do stupid things to elk and all this sort of stuff. And uh, so as the whipper in on the left side, my job is to control the hounds, and I work for the huntsman. And what the huntsman wants me to do, I do. Not only that, what the huntsman thinks I ought to do, I need to be able to to determine that without him having to tell me. So I fit into this structure pretty well for 10 years. And... Uh, in a subservient role to the huntsman. So I'm capable of fitting into a structure that I haven't created, you know. So everybody, look, y'all go get fucked, okay? You know, I don't appreciate being... Okay. Rusty was being an asshole. I wasn't implying right, Yeah, Rusty. I wasn't implying anything. Rusty's fucking deal. <clears throat> All right, so... Uh, the brand, uh, look, this is all, all this, uh, the gems are not a function of me. Gems are a function of Ray Gillenwater. He's the one that had the genius ass idea to franchise the gems. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, we're, they're expanding rapidly, not across the globe. You know, we're not going to open a gym in Australia because what would be the point, no. you know? That'd be like opening a business of any sort in Australia. Why would someone do that? All you do in Australia is close businesses, not open them. Right. Right? So, uh, uh, and now extending in so many different areas, books, equipment, podcasts. Well, we, you know, had books since 05, First book was published in 05. It's good that he assumes we, you've got a plan. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's clueless. kind of wrong about that. Clueless. Yeah. Good ideas come up and you just run with them. Good ideas come up, I just seize them, yeah. act like they were my idea, <laughs> and, uh, and run with it. You know, we do have a new book coming out. We got two new books. Two, yeah. Spanish translation of starting strength. Spanish is being uh, bound, binded, whatever the proper term. Yeah, is. it's at the printer right now. At the printer, it'll be back <clears throat> a couple of weeks, Open so Oklahoma it'll be City. for sale. Possibly by the time this podcast airs. Maybe. Maybe. Yep. Check with us. We'll roll it out on the website. You'll know when it's. It'll be available to Amazon for sale. Yep. This will be the only foreign language. Uh, uh, translation of the book that we have published. The rest of them have been published by uh, publishing companies in the country of uh, the language's origin. And uh, this would be the only one that we've done ourselves. Uh, and we're just going to see how it goes. And then my book, uh, 
new anthology of articles. What did we decide to call it? Strength. Strength. The how and the why or what something like that. Uh, it's been so long since we've... Strength, <clears throat> practice, theory, and commentary. In practice, theory, no, theory, practice, and commentary. Yeah. Strength, theory, practice, and commentary. And uh, that'll be a, 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 a book composed of a bunch of articles I've written over the years. And uh, I think it'll be useful. Yeah. We'll see. A handsome book with color photos. Handsome book, color photos, lots of loving attention to detail being paid by the highly overpaid staff here at the Asgard Company. And then, uh, so what does the future look like? Well, my ultimate plan is for Congress to pass a law <laughs> saying that everyone must squat, press, and deadlift three days a week or they'll be thrown into federal prison. That's what I want to happen. I don't know that it will. Yeah. There's problems there. Can you imagine Nancy who's, Pelosi who's squatting? Who's going to decide what a squat is? Can you imagine <clears throat> that old hag doing any of this? I imagine her uh, forcing somebody to do it for her mm-hmm. while she watches. Mm-hmm. Little Mexican. Let's go squat. <laughs> squat for me. Yeah. Because I'm above all this shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably reasonable to. Yep. Reasonable prediction. All right. All right. Eric Wunicki says, our friend from the board who can't shut up, <laughs> says, we're halfway through the episode, and Marty Fox one hasn't asked a question yet. Is he dead? <laughs> yeah, usually Marty's the first question. Yeah, he usually is. Oh yeah, dang, Zach the Jew. So Marty says, "Dang, calling me out like that. Maybe I know all there is to know now." Was that a? Question? But he asked a question. <laughs> Here's the question: For heating a garage gym, what are your guys' opinions? On convection, IR, radiator, forced air, gas, electric, etc. Mm. Well, fuck, Marty. It depends on where you live, you know. If you live in uh, the Northwest <laughs> Territories in Canada, your solution will, will must needs be different than propane heater with what a you would do blower. in uh, here in North Texas. You ever used that in IR heater and infrared? No, I don't think I have. They're uh, they're interesting because they don't actually heat. They don't heat the air. So well, what, the they, objects, what do they heat? Like the objects get warm. Oh, and then the, the kinda, objects radiate kinda, heat into kinda, the Kind of, yeah. You got to no, have it on for thought. a long time. At least the ones I've used, you got to have it on for a long time. But your bar doesn't. Your bar gets warm, which is nice. No, I've never, never but you seen need, one. Yeah, if you're cold, you need something. You need some hot air blowing on you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you're trying to train in a cold garage and it's 20 degrees outside or Lower than that, you're going to have to have a a propane heater with a forced air blower. Yep. Uh, or, hell, you could probably do a wood stove with a fan turned on it. That'd work. Uh, electric is a stupid way to heat anything. It's just too damned expensive. Uh, propane, propane, natural gas are the two best ways to okay heat. Propane okay inside of a garage, a closed garage? It's not any different than... 
natural gas. I mean, having a propane tank inside the garage. Oh no, that would be. You don't want to do that. That would not be <clears throat> according to code. You yeah. That would be no. You can't do that. Well, you shouldn't do that. I mean, only an idiot would do yeah. something like that. But didn't you know. Brogy bring a propane tank into his kitchen? We've, we've got it on video. Yeah, in the, the chili video, and he almost died. That that asshole was cooking <laughs> in that chili video where he tried yeah. to try to be funny. You know, yeah, he, uh, he's cooking with a propane outdoor propane stove, just burning like, up all of the oxygen in the room, just like a marine. <laughs> Damn the consequences. Damn the consequences, man. Just run in there and take that position. But I'm going to get killed. So? Why is that my concern? You have your orders, Marine. There's but that's chili. what makes them so fucking effective. There's chili to be made. Yeah. It's got to be made. There's chili to be There's made. To be made. <laughs> I've got this propane here, yeah. and this is what I'm going to make it with. Son, get in there and make that chili. But I'm going to die. I don't care. Doesn't matter to us. Okay. So there's our thoughts on uh, heat. Uh, heat's good. Heat's good, man. Training good. in the cold sucks. You know, fucking Fielder's Gym <clears throat> stories. Look on the website. I think Mosier wrote one. Star wrote one. Oh, the gym. Buddy in the, Sam in the, Fielder. The is, gym in the shed. Thing? Yeah, gym yeah. in the shed. Right. Yep. Uh, they trained there in January and just yep. you know put on a bunch of clothes. There wasn't any heat. You can do it without heat. You just gotta have some balls about right. you. You know. Uh, second question: After having just watched. Andrew Lewis's new video on knee slide. What is the difference between having your knees reach their final forward point halfway through the eccentric phase versus having your knees and hips reach their final forward back points at the same time? Given that the bottom position is identical in these two scenarios. I understand that if the knees come forward at the bottom with no further hip flexion, this is bad because at that point you're only loading the knees. But if hip and knee loading happens together all the way to the bottom, given the same bottom position, wouldn't the overall effect be mostly the same? Well, not really, no. Because what you're doing when you stop your forward knee travel about halfway down, and we say about halfway down, and it's going to vary with anthropometry. Um, you know, some people are going to have not even gotten to halfway down before their knees stop traveling forward. What we want you to do is learn to squat with your hips. The quads are always working because the quads are what actively extends the knee. So if you come up out of the bottom of the, of the squat, you're, you're using the quads. But what about the rest of the shit? That's what we're trying to kick in, to use more muscle mass in the squat than less muscle mass in the squat. And when you stop your forward knee travel, then as you approach the bottom of the squat, the bank angle becomes more horizontal and the glutes and the hamstrings and the adductors, as well as the lumbar erectors all get loaded with more and more moment force as you get toward the bottom. Stretch reflexes generated up out of the bottom off of those tight structures and then you drive your hips up out of the hole now the uh, uh 
you know, a, a lot of people just can't seem to wrap their head around the idea that we don't give a fuck about our quads. All right. Your quads get worked whether you want them to be worked or not. But if you don't effectively obtain a position that loads the hips, then they don't get loaded and you don't lift as much weight. All right. So if you stop the knee travel halfway down, you're going to end up with a more horizontal back angle and more hip loading than if you try to load the hip or try to make the knee and hip position assume each other at the same time at the very bottom of the squat. You end up with a more vertical back angle and less hip loading. That Yeah. <clears throat> and a bunch of extra movement and repositioning out of the bottom of the squat. Right. If you don't go into the if you don't go into the bottom with proper knee position, a lot of horizontal movement <clears throat> in your body that's uh, not right. necessary. Knocks you out of position. Yep. All right. What is the science behind why high glycolytic activity is antithetical to strength training? You said in a video that if, for example, one was to do 500 air squats after a morning of heavy three sets of five squats, they have undone their strength gains. I am in total agreeance. 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 But was curious about the science. Well, uh, if nothing else, uh, it's probably not the glycolytic part of it. It's, it's, the, it's the recovery it's the eccentric part. loading. It's the eccentric <clears throat> loading and the inflammation that right. happens with a whole bunch of reps. Yep. All right. Half of every squat's eccentric. And if you do 500 air squats, 500 air squats can't make anybody strong because they're air squats. You're not lifting anything but your body weight. But if you do it 500 times, you will be very, very sore. You'll be, you'll be rhabdoed. In fact, you'll have destroyed everything on the posterior chain. You can't recover from this kind of a, of a, a stress insult. And even um, if you're adapted to it because you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, you're you're wasting or you're tapping into recovery resources that would otherwise go into making you stronger. Making you stronger, which. You can't do because you can't lift heavier weights right. in the wake of a bunch of air squats That's right. because you're too sore. Yep. Yeah. You know, it, <clears throat> stress recovery adaptation. What is the stress? High reps? Well, if the stress is high reps, then force production is not the adaptation. Yep. About nine different lines of analysis right. here. Okay. All right, now, Jason Marshall, who's apparently trapped on the island of Britannia. I'm very much beginning to loathe the people I share not only my hometown with, but my county, region, country, and the entire island that is Britain. Europe looks worse, and the eastern countries are worse again. It's looking to me that any sensible person who is able to would be looking to become an American of the U.S. flavor very quickly. Where do you see the USA going? Is it on the way out like the rest of us? Will it drop state by state? Which will be their last state to fall? Well, that's... You know, something that we talk about all the time here. 
I firmly believe that within 10 years we will have a different map than, uh, than the one we've got right now. Uh, I don't see an America that consists of both the central tier of states, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, the Dakotas, states immediately on either side of that, coexisting with California, Oregon, and Washington. Well, they could if there's a if there's a shift in the power but, structure between federal and state governments. Absolutely. Well, you don't need. There a, could, but I, you know, the 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 federal government has consolidated that's its right. power. That's where the problem is. Uh, over the past ten years, yeah. to the point where uh, I, we're going to have to have another map. Now, I don't think there's going to be a hot civil war. I don't think so either. I don't think anybody's <clears throat> got the balls for a hot civil war. We've gotten a flavor of it, at, you know, on a small, on a smaller level with the Second Amendment stuff and with yeah. the uh, with the response to the federal mandates, you know, vaccines and masks and shit. Yeah, like that. I mean, this is very <clears throat> much a region-specific deal. There's too many damn the, people here, and it, it's too big to make a. a, a you know, I mean, the, the U.K. is different. You know, how many people are on the whole entire thing? Uh, it's, what, 27 30 million, million people maybe? 30 on, on million? Britannia? I don't know. And it's not a lot of land, Here, land look space. look that up, Rusty. <clears throat> and it's not a lot. Well, and the other thing is it's not a lot of, like, real estate. No, right? there's the, only so many square States feet of fucking, Britannia. It's fucking you know? massive. It's massive. You know, you get Scotland and the U.K. and Wales right. are... 67 million. 67. I didn't think it was 27. Million. I was thinking of something else when I said 27. I mean, there's million. 67 uh, million people between Austin and San Antonio. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so this is. No, 67. There's not 67 million. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm being no. hyperbolic. Oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but want you to be that thoroughly there's, wrong. There's 350 but, million no, you, people in the country, and it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. You know? So I don't know that you can say anything about the entire United States and what's going to happen. No, the entire United States is not the entire United States like it used to be. Right. Uh, you've got the West Coast, which is its own country. You've got Hawaii, which is actually an Asian nation. Yep. They're not really a state. And you've got the Northeast, which is another country. Right. So you've got basically three political entities here yep and you know does that require a new map but i'm telling you but even even within those if if these people keep mashing on us even within those you know even within those those regions though yeah look see this but even within those dead serious you've got a bunch dead ass serious you've got a bunch of people who are uh who are not on board you know i mean look at all these people in Northern California, or Eastern Ohio, Eastern Oregon, Eastern Washington. Yeah, you know, know they're all reasonable fucking people. No, I know. The, and I by by a new map, I don't necessarily mean made out of existing states. Right. Yeah. That are <clears throat> that are divided up like the like the map is drawn. Now, I mean a new map. Mm-hmm. I think you've got a whole bunch of very sensible people in Eastern California, and Eastern Oregon, and Eastern Washington, but they're outnumbered. By the, the, the 12-year-old girls and the organized criminals that run those three states on the far west side of the, of the right. jurisdiction right now. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> you've got th- this just 
this insanity can't continue. Yeah. Just seems you to know. me like the template's already laid out for us in the you know late 18th century. We should, people just fucking fucking follow it. Mm-hmm. I think things could work out just fine. Uh, well, we've gotten you know, so far away from that. Uh, things are going to work out just fine one way or another. The question is, how many people get killed in the process? Right. And I don't know that. I, I do know this. I do know that the United States in 2021 is the most heavily armed society in the history of the world. We have 400 million, at least, guns and ammunition for those guns in the hands of private citizens in the United States. What happened in Australia and Australia cannot happen here. What happened to the UK and what continues to happen in Germany and the Netherlands and the European nations of both Europe and the Southern Hemisphere, Australia being a European nation, New Zealand certainly being a European nation, Canada being a European nation, can't happen in the United States because, believe it or not, the police and the military, down to the to the men and women in the military, are not on their side. They're on our side, A. And B, the ones that aren't on our side are afraid of us. And that is the purpose of the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. It keeps them afraid of us. They, whether they're on our side or not, those people want to go home tonight to their families. They want to go home to their families. And if they fuck with us too hard, they don't get to go home. You know, I, that's just, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. That's the, and this is what everybody, you know, I think everybody's talking about it more now. That's why we have a second amendment to the United States constitution. Right. It's exactly what it's for. Exactly what it's for. Yeah. It's not about hunting. It's not about hunting. It's about watering the tree of Liberty with the blood of tyrants and patriots. That's what it's about. Yep. And, uh, you know, all of you people that uh, don't want me to have a bazooka, (laughs) why can't I have a bazooka? If you can have a bazooka, why can't I have a bazooka? Well, you are a crazy bastard, aren't you, Ripito? Well, yeah, maybe. Worldwide, world, you need to keep that in mind. Listen don't to you? this: worldwide civilian firearms holdings, 2017. This is from Wikipedia. Afghanistan estimate of firearms in civilian possession: 4.27 million. It's 12.5% of the population. Right. Let's see the United States. United States. <laughs> 120.5%. Yep. <laughs> 393 million firearms. With In the hands of 330 million people. How does Afghanistan have so many guns? Well, that's, that's, they've been, because they've been because at war been with somebody them, for we've, we've been 50 years. Either us or the Russians. Us or the Russians. <laughs> yeah. Or with each other. You know, and we just, 
walked off and left them $96 billion worth of munitions. They've got about double that now as of 2021. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. The, the Biden administration saw fit to arm the Taliban. And all that night, all that night vision and body oh, armor and new trucks. New trucks. I heard something the other night. New trucks. There's like 950 new, brand new, military trucks yeah. left on the ground. Or, or no, maybe more than that. 2,700 yeah, or some insane numbers of shit. Right. Money. New equipment. Helicopters and airplanes and. Fully automatic crew served weapons and piles and piles of 30 caliber, 50 caliber ammunition for all of this shit. Just walked off and left the fucking. <laughs> God, oh, I know. Let's get out of Afghanistan. All right. And you know what we need to do we'll first? Let's, ah, let's, let's just abandon the big Air Force base we just built for $8 trillion or whatever we spent on that. Let's abandon everything, including let's people. And then let's leave. <laughs> what about the civilians? Ah, just leave them too. Just leave them too. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Don't you guys know we got this Epstein thing going on? We got to get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, shit. So, anyway, uh, where do I see the USA going? I don't know. Jason, I see a new map. Not everybody agrees with that. But if we have a new map, things will be smoother than if we don't have a new map. That's that's my take on it. So Yeah, the thing about the United States that uh, um, I think people who live in smaller countries and, and sit in places where it's just universal, the you know, the mandates and all this stuff don't may not understand is that you know, this stuff only affects us really in in terms of what we see on TV and hear on the news right. and read. Like our our day to day lives, my day to day life has changed very little. There was about two months where I had to uh, choose where I went, so I didn't have to interact with people who wanted me to wear a mask. But other than that, you know, and and you drive around the country, you go through the southern states, you go through the Midwest, it's all pretty much. Life as usual, right? All right. Um, All right. So th- what <clears throat> what we do here, Jason, is we ignore them. Exactly. That's what. That's my point. We right? ignore them. They say you guys got to wear a mask, and we say, eh, nah, not gonna wear a mask. You want my money or not? Oh yeah. All right. Come on in. Yeah. And that's the big difference because a lot of these places we ignore it. They ignore it. Right. Everybody ignores it. Yeah. We're just not. We're not like you guys are. We're not like you guys are. We're not like the Germans who stand in awe of state authority and have for a thousand years. We're not like you guys. That's been not a part of our culture, whereas it's the central organizing factor in your culture. And uh, I mean, it's know. to the point where, like, like, you and I went to Denver and and you go to a place like that and you're and we're like you know we know what to expect but you show up there and you're like this is fucked up you i mean you, yeah. you know what i mean yeah like we we're know it's going, going down the sidewalk to a place to eat dinner and this idiot in an empty restaurant in an empty that has restaurant outdoor seating that has outdoor seating where you have to go into the restaurant to for come back three, outside for about three steps yeah they wouldn't let us in without our masks and we said, there are 12, you're going to sell 12 people supper if you'll just let us walk through your restaurant and sit outside. Sorry, can't do it. Well, yeah. we'll go somewhere else. Right. And we did. Yep. 
you know. Now, who got hurt? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, you know, this this kind of shit is just, it, it, it really, and, and there are more, pla- there are places in the United States that act like Europe. Right. Right. Northeastern United States thinks it's Europe. The West Coast of the United States thinks it's Europe. They're rule followers. They're authority obeyers. But you get out into the great, big, giant, empty middle of the lower 48 states, and everybody's just normal. Yep. Everybody's pretty much, every once in a while you'll see some, you know, two-digit IQ motherfucker driving down the street well, with happens. his mask yeah, on yeah, in his happens. car, happens, you know. Yeah. Happens everywhere. You go into Panera, there'll be somebody double masked. In oh, there. sure, sure. Yeah. You go into, you know, places that favor Democrats like Panda Express. <laughs> Why Panda Express? Panera Bread. I don't know, it's just, uh, just the, it's just some places natural, attract these people, grocers. you know. Natural grocers. Some places attract the these people. The place pe- that has all the Subarus. Yeah, yeah, go find, go find the parking lot with the Subarus. That's where the masks will be. So it happens. It happens there, but it's not you know it's not a universal situation. Uh, far from it, and especially now here in February or January of of twenty twenty two. Everybody's tired of this shit. You know, I don't. You know, I'll go two three days without seeing anybody with a mask on. You know, now I don't get out much. That's certainly true. But I'll go to Walmart. To get some stuff, and there might be five people in the store with a mask on that aren't employees because those poor bastards are being told by Rogers, Arkansas, what they can and can't do. Right. You know, I guess it's Mintonville, actually. Yep. It? Well, you know, I understand. I'm not ugly to the help, but uh, anybody wearing a mask, I laugh at them. I just laugh at them. Because what else are you going to do? You know, uh, somebody's got to teach them something. You know? <laughs> my, my my big thing is I don't give a shit. Honestly, just don't tell me to do it. That's my. Thing. I don't give a shit either. But I, but I am gonna. If I find it funny, I'm yeah. gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about their impression of what I think about them either. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Guess we ought to move on, huh? That's a very good question. question. Sam92 asks, is there a way to coach the starting strength program and beyond the NLP on group classes? Uh, no. Group classes are for, are for uh, spin and wads. Oh, is there a way to do NLP in a group class? In a group class. Uh, uh, you're, you're, and you're talking about like a group of 30 people. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd need 15 racks, 10 racks. Yeah, you need a bunch of equipment. You need a bunch of equipment. I mean, if you do a private lesson with each person before they start. But, you, I mean, you're still not going to be coaching everybody. But it's not a, a giant a, class. You get in, you have a bunch of coaches. Barbell coaching is an individual affair because everybody makes different mistakes. Yeah. and Mistakes have to be corrected individually. You can't. This is what's so difficult about implementing this program for a football team. Right? Yet. 40 kids in the in the weight room. What the fuck are you going to do with 40 kids? I don't like going you know, it's, 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 I don't like going over 8 at a time. 
Eight is about the edge that anybody can manage. I don't like going. And you're gonna miss some stuff doing eight. Yep. You're gonna miss some things. You're literally just running in a circle. You're running in a circle. You time it just walking fast in a circle. You can't. It and any more than that, it is just can't be done. This is why. starting strength has never really been i mean i know there are people that say they can do it but uh, i'm skeptical of the application of this program in a in a team sports setting you know um it's just it's it's, this thing is too coaching intensive to deal with a whole bunch of people at one time because of the number of different errors that have to be corrected that have to be corrected individually. So no. Well, so is he asking? So, is he asking how he would do it, or is he just curious? What was the just, first part of the is question? There, is there a way? There is a way if you if you if you've got a team of thirty people, Split you're up. gonna you're gonna have to teach five of them, find the five best who who can maybe uh, learn some coaching, learn some coaching, and right. and put them in a group, and uh, and they're gonna have to coach yep. each other. Right. But it's not going to be great. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. It's better than and, and, it's better than and flopping that's not a group class. It's not a group class. Yeah, it, it's that's not, not a group class. Exactly. He was specifically asking about a group right. class. He wants to do a Got spin it. class mm-hmm. with barbells. Yeah, and you just I'm sorry. Yeah, just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, not like, everything's like you say you know. with football team. The only way I could see it happening is if you got 40 people, you split them into 20. Two groups of 20 have three or four coaches that know how to coach these lifts. Then maybe. Twenty Maybe. at a time, but um, yeah, you can't do you can't do forty How people many at once. Coaching staffs. Oh yeah, you're, you're, you know, at a, I'm, at a, I'm speaking at a magical typical world. public school. Yeah. Are you going to find that? Are, yeah, that it would be the, an exceptional. That have the intelligence to. Yeah, it would be an do. exceptional deal, but yeah, that's the only way you could do a football team. All right, all right. Frank asks, "What's going on here? It's been going on a while," and he's got a picture of our <laughs> see our hats out of stock. <laughs> What, which is it? Supply chain run out of Mexicans? Do we need to pay Bree more money? Well, I don't know. What what is it? Those are made in America. Those are made in America. So supply chain issue. No, do you do you want the hat? You don't you didn't like the hat. You said it was the master sergeant hat. You didn't like the hat, so we Oh, st- I didn't like the yeah, hat. Yeah. If if you want the hat, Bro G could get us the hat. Those are from those are from Grant. What, what look, I'm not involved in this. <laughs> Why are you? What is, You're this the final say in everything. In the goddamn, I don't know anything about what you people do over here. You know, no one tells me a goddamn thing. You know, I'm just running around, and I, you know, every once in a while, somebody say, "Rip, did you know we were doing blah blah blah?" I so say, "You're like, oh, oh I, okay, that's cool." No, <laughs> not me. I wasn't consulted. So, so uh, we'll, we'll get Frank a hat. What, Frank wants a hat, so get Frank a hat. All right. <laughs> All right. James Rogers, our friend in Canada, for the time being, anyway. Yep. <clears throat> asks, do you think that the Road Warrior belongs in the Western genre? And his points are Australia is as far west as you can go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's solid. I guess he's right. <laughs> it is set in a desert. Right. A traumatized drifter reconnects with humanity by helping a group of townspeople fend off bandits. I think he has a very solid points already. There is a truck stagecoach chase at the end. Mm-hmm. He's making points here. Mm-hmm. 
The protagonist has about four lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. What Jones. genre would it be in? Just action? Is that a, just? I, what would you call Road Warrior? I mean, it's the dystopian action film, right? Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic action film. Dystopian action film. Yeah. Which could be a western. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing we said about space opera. Right. You know, is it science fiction or is it space opera? This could be considered, Road Warrior could be considered a western. But they had old beat-up trucks instead of horses. Yep. You know. Was there any horses in Road Warrior? I hadn't seen that in a damn I don't long. Know. I think so. No. Wasn't that, uh, that, was, that was Mel Gibbs' like, first big hit movie, wasn't it? Uh, Road Warrior was the second one. The second one. one. Mad, Mad Max, Mad Max was, the, was first. Mad Max was. Oh, okay. Mad Max was the first. <laughs> Road Warrior was the second. And then Thunderdome was the third. Right. Which that wasn't originally going to be a Mad Max story. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I need to watch Mad Max again, I guess. When's the last Damn, time? that thing's like 40 years yeah, old, old now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They actually filmed it all on location in the flat red desert of. Australia <laughs> wouldn't be allowed now. No. <laughs> hey, mate, what are you doing out of your house? <laughs> I was little when I watched those. Are those they're, good? They're, they're good. They hold up. Well, hold I up. hadn't watched one in a long time. Maybe I'll. Fury Road was Fury Road was Fury fantastic, Road was man. Fury, damn, Fury Road. Yeah, that was the, the last one. one. That the last one, one with uh, Tom Hardy. Remember? So fucking good. No, Charlize. Theron. Oh, she, oh, yeah. That was, yeah, I did see that. Damn, that, that was, was cool a damn movie. good movie. Yeah. Yeah. No bullshit. Just, no, it was a good start movie. Start to end. Mm-hmm. Good movie. She's just so good. God, there, I, everything that fucking girl does is. I think they're making that a movie is a about talent her. That, she is the best female character actor of all time. She's good. I think they're making There's a movie. There's not anybody even close to her. Just her act, her. Yeah, Furiosa. Oh, yeah. I think they're doing a movie with just Furiosa. <laughs> well, she's. Uh, She's the Gary Oldman of yeah, she's good. actresses. She's real good. I'm telling you, Atomic Blonde, I've watched that fucking thing ten it's times. Movie, it's yeah. such a good movie. Such a damn good movie. She does such a good job in that. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, all right. So, all right now. All right now, look. But, you know, I, having glanced at this, there's some interesting points in this. this question. You, you think I ought to Let's read? have it. Well, I'm not, you, do, not doing anything else. Or if you get halfway through it and you said, nope, you can just edit get it out. Get halfway through it, we just edit it out. And, and you know. people would never know that we'll happened. never know. You'll never know what happened, will you? <clears throat> While you don't know how much of this shit that has happened today has been edited out already, That's right. you have no idea. Just like DARPA documents and the lab leak hypothesis. Right. Just make it go away. It just goes away. You stop talking about it, it goes away. All right. All right. Hi, Rip, Nick, Rusty, and Bree. Same? Same order. Same order. It's interesting. Bree's always last. Yeah. Yep. First off, 
thanks for all that you do with respect to trying to get everyone's mom, dad, and grandparents stronger. Several years ago, my mom constantly complained of chronic knee pain, and I convinced her to squat and deadlift. And when she did this regularly, pre-woo flu, the pain was gone without Advil or Tylenol. Also, fuck Governor Tom Wolf for all the time he closed gyms and killed people's parents in Pennsylvania. We second agree. Second that sentiment. Yep. Absolutely. For my question, my 72-year-old father was diagnosed with sciatica from his doctor. His doctor had initially given him a shot of cortisone or some other anti-inflammatory, and it helped, if but temporarily. Few months later, the pain was still persistent, so the doctor didn't give a shot, but instead prescribed muscle relaxers, relaxers, and a course of prednisone. Oh, now that's good. <laughs> Let's administer a catabolic steroid chronically to a 72-year-old man who's already lost most of his muscle mass anyway. What an excellent doctor! Yes, this helped temporarily while he was taking the muscle relaxers, but went back to bad low back pain shortly after the prescriptions ran out. At my suggestion, based on what I've heard you mention more than once, he went in and had a deep tissue massage last week, as if by a miracle the sciatic nerve pain is dramatically improved. Why, yes, if you get a massage therapist that knows how to do a piriformis release, then you can fix sciatica in about 30 seconds. You, that, you, you actually can do that, but you've got to find the right massage therapist. Massage therapist said that the muscles in his rear end <laughs> were very tight, and he plans, at least in the short term, to keep getting these deep tissue massages. Once again... Partial truth. We, we don't want the muscles loose. We want the muscles strong. Okay? It, all right. Massage therapist uh, said that the uh, very time, in his retirement, he drives a bus several days a week and obviously sits on his ass for a large percentage of that time. Before retirement, he worked on a manufacturing line making seamless aluminum cans. I don't know that my father necessarily had the strongest back he could have had while he was working manufacturing, but I think it was certainly stronger than sitting on a bus all day. I suspect this to be the case, but do you believe that having a weak back contributes to the onset of the sciatic nerve pain? I'd like him to start squatting and deadlifting for any number of reasons beyond the scope of this question, and this will potentially help to eliminate, and will this potentially help to eliminate the possible future sciatic nerve pain? All right. Look, when you squat and deadlift, you're not just strengthening the low back. You're strengthening all of the shit that moves the squat and the deadlift, including the glutes and the piriformis and all of the structures around that tissue now sciatic nerve pain sometimes arises even in people who are strong but as i've mentioned it is easily correctable in about 30 seconds with uh, uh the right elbow mashed into your ass and it, it's just amazing how quickly the damn thing works it really is 
I lay somebody down on the table and put their knee in the right position and find that little hollow spot in your ass cheek and stick my elbow down into that and push as hard as I can on it in a circle for about 30 seconds all the while the person's trying to kill me because it hurts like a son of a bitch there's no doubt about it it hurts but when you're through they get up off the table and they say the pain's gone happens every time weird how quickly it works but it's one of those things that immediately affects the way you feel well once again it doesn't have to do with the fact necessarily that you're training or you're not training sometimes your piriformis just traps because it gets tweaked or inflamed or something gets fat it just traps your sciatic nerve mashes on it and refers that pain down the side and back of your leg sometimes all the way down to your foot Sciatic is bad. It hurts. Oh, shit, it hurts. There is no doubt about it. But it's easy to fix. But for reasons other than the sciatic pain, which, as you observed, was fixable even with the conservative approach of massage therapy that he took, for reasons other than that, he needs to be strong. He needs to be stronger. He needs to gain his weight back. He needs to get his muscles back. He needs to gain 20 pounds, probably. Unless he's a fat guy, you didn't mention that. But he's um, not being strong is far more expensive for old guys than it is for young guys. All right? Uh, the preservation of muscle mass is terribly important for your health. Uh, you know, the work that you do in the gym to get the muscles back being strong makes you sleep better. All kind of reasons why you ought to be training. But you know all of those. Now, did you see that? That's the first time today I haven't successfully. Yeah. It's getting tired. Hands. Getting tired. Yeah. Rack pulled last night. That must be it. 375. Not much weight, but working back up to 405. I'll be there in two or three months. How does that knee feel when you're doing that? Is it? I mean, I don't notice it. That's good. When you squat, you do though, right? Oh yeah. But I'm I'm able to I'm able to squat. I'm squatting to a box. Right. Squatting to an above parallel box. So next uh, Monday, I'm probably going to squat 165, and then for about three sets of three, down to a box that ends me up being about two and a half inches above parallel. I'm sitting back, pausing on the box, shoving my ass up in the air, trying my best to stay out of the quad. Yep. Quad gets work, but it doesn't get dynamically loaded, right. which would potentially screw this knee up again. And I can't afford to have that happen. Right. Pine cone king. Now, why would somebody <laughs> pay to be on the forum and have a bizarre... Username like Pinecone King. Subject, trainee unable to lay flat for the bench press. High rip, knee, brick. Bree. Rip, nick, rip, knee, brick. I actually said that, didn't I? High rip, nick, bree, and of course Rusty with his delicate geisha feet. Different order that time. That's Yeah. 
He just wanted to get last. a ribbon yeah. on me. I don't yeah, like He didn't him. feel like saying Rusty with his delegate geisha feet and then and saying Brie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So really, she's still last. Yeah, okay. okay, Pine Cone King. Pine Cone King. Fag. I have recently begun training a friend of mine in the starting strength method. While we are progressing fine in most areas, we are unable to incorporate the bench. About 13, 14 years ago, my buddy had brain surgery to remove a tumor. While he has been free of cancer since then, a side effect of the procedure is that if he attempts to lay flat on his back, he experiences extreme vertigo and nausea. The vertigo arises gradually around 45 degrees of lean, increasing to be unbearable around the 70 degree point. Interestingly, this effect does not occur if he's laying on his side. This being the case, we have not been able to incorporate the bench into his programming. I wonder how he sleeps. On his side, probably. How does he get in bed on his side? You he get into down. bed on your back well, he said and it, then he roll said over it, on your side. He said it gradu gradually increases, so maybe he <laughs> just gets in and gets on his side immediately. Fuck. What if he... I guess he's learned not to roll over on his back in the middle of the night. I can't roll over my back. You can't? Mm -mm. Well, I do it all the time. No, I, I, I usually, when I wake up, <clears throat> if I've been sleeping real good, I wake up on my back. <laughs> I told my friend he should just let the cancer take him since he'll never be a real man without the bench press. <laughs> and he says, just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> just so we know. I was just worried. Just so we know. Yeah. <laughs> I told him we will substitute dips for the time being. Worst case, he'll have the privilege of becoming a press specialist. Please let me know your thoughts on any other training modifications for his situation. Eh, I think he just presses and dips. Still bench. You don't have to bench, especially if it makes you vomit, you know. Right. We don't want to clean all that shit up, so just don't bench. Yeah. It's not going to be the end of the world if he can't benches. If there's an incline bench somewhere, bench. you could do that if you want to. But If you want to, you could <clears throat> incline. Yep. He, let's see. Now, he says... Vertigo gradually arises around 45 degrees of incline. So if he leans back on a 45-degree bench, he's going to have some measure of vertigo. Yep. So he might be able to use that. I don't know. And he might get adapted to that angle. Right. You know, he might get to the point where he's not experiencing vertigo or nausea at that, at that angle if he just keeps with it a while. If it's something he can deal with for the set of five, that might be worth trying. Yep. I just don't know how important it is to exactly to do that. I think if you're doing dips and presses, you're covering all the bases. Yep. Okay. Now, here's the last one. This one down here. I got one here X'd out. I saw I'm not, that. I saw that. Not going to read that. Well, I yeah. <clears> I, <won't. clears throat> I didn't want to ask in case you know. No, I'm, I'm you know I'm freely admit that I'm not going to read that. Okay. Right. Uh. All right. So guy says I'm thinking of buying some raw land to build an off-grid homestead. Man, there's a novel idea <laughs> here in 2022. <clears throat> Lots of people have already thought of that, you know. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be way more expensive than it was <laughs> 10 years ago. I like to be in or near the mountains, so I'm considering Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and maybe Utah. 
currently in the research phase, but will likely buy somewhere uh, sometime in the summer of 22. I'm considering various things such as price per acre, local politics, building codes, gun laws, hunting laws, weather, and maybe even nearby future starting strength gym franchise potential, etc. This would likely start off as a seasonal retreat and then transition to permanent residence after I retire or whenever shit hits the fan, whichever comes first. Any general advice on choosing such a piece of property? Well, the most critical thing that you are going to have to consider in Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and Utah is water. You've got to consider water, okay? All five of those states are essentially deserts, uh, especially Utah and Wyoming. And wherever there's water, it's going to be real expensive, right? Large <clears throat> portions of Colorado are desert. Yeah. You know, more people have been killed over water rights in Colorado than any other single thing in history of the state. Hmm. Water rights are... In these areas, water rights are a big deal. They're a great big deal. They just changed Colorado law four or five years ago. Previously, did you know that in the state of Colorado, it was illegal to capture rain runoff off of your the roof of your house? Because it's not going into the watershed. Because it doesn't go into the watershed, and someone has rights to that water downstream from you. So they changed the law to say that if you've got a well permit, if you've got a permit for a, a residential water well on your property, then you can, in fact, interrupt the flow of that rainwater that comes down off your roof and capture it for use in your cistern. Now, at my house here in Texas, I have a cistern, and all my water is caught off my roof. And I've been out there for 22 years, and it works just fine. But it rains here more than it does in any of these five beautiful western states that you have, you have mentioned. So the situation is, is beauty, scenic beauty, and viability are not always compatible. You've just got to, you know, like New Mexico is a pretty state. Can't live there. But it's useless. Yep. You can't live there. There's no money. You know, there's no there's no job opportunities. And everywhere you want to be just, <clears throat> everywhere you want to be in Wyoming and Idaho is going to be filled up with people who are, you know, escaping, escaping from California already. Crazy expensive. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, you, I mean the market has just so thoroughly changed recently that uh if you had to pick a place wouldn't it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking it would be Oklahoma or South Dakota. If, if I was going to advise somebody where to move to, uh, to do what he's wanting to do, and this is starting to drink gym availability notwithstanding, right. uh, I would go to uh, somewhere in the central tier, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska. South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. And South Dakota's probably South Dakota's be- getting cold. Yeah. Though <clears throat> North Dakota's getting cold. It gets yeah. cold up there. There's some nice areas and in Oklahoma. There's not a damn thing wrong yeah. with Oklahoma. It's not all you know? just flat. And no, it's their roads. Eastern Oklahoma's a beautiful place. Yeah. 
Tulsa is a hell of a nice town. Broken Arrow, all that area over there around Tulsa is is uh, it's nice, big, giant trees. They got four seasons. It rains. You know, it's uh, there's not a damn thing wrong with Oklahoma. They got a little bitty, tiny state income tax that doesn't amount to much of anything. But as a result, their property taxes are very low in Oklahoma. Right. It's a lower tax state than Texas. Yep. You know, they're very conservative. Uh, Oklahoma's just flown under the radar for some sure reason. Has. For Very uh, conservative, and they have uh, legal weed, too. Yep. Yeah, they're like every fourth building in Lawton is now a weed store. Yeah. If you like to smoke dope, I don't like to smoke dope, and it kind of I just laugh at it, but it's you know it's pretty funny to see it popping up so quickly. Oh God, yes, and it was quiet too. Yep, man, they didn't make a big deal out of that at all. It just suddenly I drive up to Lawton and <laughs> yep. cannabis stores all over the place, and I mean they're all over the place. There's probably thirty places in Lawton to buy weed. Now there aren't that many people in Lawton to buy weed. <laughs> The damn thing's only 75,000, 80,000 people, and they had 30 stores. They have more places to buy weed than they do beer. That isn't going to last, all right? So that all settled itself out before it's all over with. But uh, I don't know, man. If I were you, that area we're in in Colorado is still fairly reasonable. And I've got a real good well on my place. Wyoming, there are nice places in Wyoming. Yeah. Lander area by the Wind Rivers. Bighorn Mountains in, in, in Wyoming are a beautiful place. There are all kinds of places up there. But when you get up into Wyoming and Montana and Idaho, you're getting into a situation where most of the water occurs, most of the precipitation occurs in the form of snow. So that's all got to be dealt with. You've got to be prepared to be, if you're going to be off grid, you're going to have to have a way to drive through two feet of snow because it's going to come up. Utah is a desert. That's the, that's the basin and range area, Utah, Nevada. That's a desert and deserts are not friendly places. Uh, but in terms of the local politics and the building codes and the gun laws, hunting laws, all those places are fairly reasonable. You know, now uh, hunting laws in Colorado are as complicated as the IRS tax code. It's a, I, I have never been able to figure that shit out. They have there. silly gun laws too. Uh, Colorado to yeah, yeah. So I could pass. And they recognize man. our permit to carry. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Recognize yeah, Texas permit. You can't carry. carry more than 15 rounds of ammo. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Well, I didn't know that. Yep. Unless you uh, unless you bought it before whenever the thing went into effect or you brought it from another state. I don't know how they could possibly enforce how do they know when that? you bought a magazine and from where, right? Yeah. What's the date? It's silly. It's the silly expiration stuff. date on the magazine. <laughs> right. Didn't Magpul change their factories because it was in Colorado? That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. And then whenever they enacted shit. that and they had yeah. to get out because they were basically making yeah, felonies. They, they were committing fel- right. felonies. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else you guys want to talk about? No. Man, time flies when you're having fun. 
doesn't it? It really does. We have so much fun doing these things. Yep. You know, I'm giddy. It's the word I'm going to use. And the, the the funny thing about all of this is, I don't even like these people. <laughs> this is the favorite. I don't even like these. This people. is my favorite part of the week. But, but we do a good job of acting like we all get along. All right. Don't you think? This is the ah, skills. You guys. This is the skills that you're talking about, where you're good with working with people. Yeah, see, I can fit into a structure. <laughs> when I need to. I can fit into a structure. <laughs> All right. Well, that having been said, uh, I guess we ought to let these people go back to whatever the hell it was they were doing before they started uh, listening or watching the uh, podcast. Right. Yeah. Nobody has anything else? Bree, you want to say something? Yeah, stare at me for a minute. <laughs> 40 minutes. <sighs> See, I can do that. <laughs> Bree's a pleasant girl to look at. She's just so fucking weird. That it's, just not to talk to. <laughs> just not to talk to. <laughs> Good looking girl, but weirder than a fucking shithouse rat. <laughs> okay. See you next time here on Starting Strength Radio.